Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram. We are Library Overload there. We will keep in touch with you guys, listing some of the books that we've been reading. And then you can also check out our blog. That's where we list all the books that we have talked about today. And that is libraryoverload.home.blog. It's time for what we've been reading. What you've been reading, girl? <laughs> <laughs> These are some of our favorite episodes. I know. Because they we can say get that a weird. Lot, yeah. It's all, all over the place. Th- that's true. <laughs> Do you think it's because we're weird? Well, I know you are. I'm completely normal. That's a damn lie. <laughs> I, I yes, don't we are. Need to we're definitely both that weird. Yes, <laughs> we're both weird. So we can get a little crazy, and yeah, our, what just, we've been reading can can just be kind of bizarre at yeah, times. It's true. And so. then we were just discussing what we're going to be doing next week, and the fact that I got so excited about it is, yeah, like I'm weird. I know. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. fine. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. I'm going to get started today with one that I briefly mentioned in our Beach Reads episode. But I did finally get it from the library. And so I was able to read The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Uh, So I did just want to just kind of fit this in really quickly. It was super cute. I love like it. just the you, the perfect little beachy read like it's it was adorable really briefly this is olive and ethan and olive's sister ethan's brother just get married and hilariously the entire wedding everybody the wedding party all of the people that were at the wedding everybody gets food poisoning except for Olive and Ethan because they didn't eat from the buffet. So they end up taking their siblings honeymoon. But what's even better is they don't like each other at all. At all. (laughs) And so, yeah, just hilarity ensues. It was adorable. It was just what you need. If you're just wanting something, a palate cleanser, if you just want something cute, something that you Mm -hmm. don't really have to devote a whole lot of time or energy on. It was pretty light. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect book to read while in the midst of the plague. (laughs) Yes. And it's in Hawaii, set in Hawaii. So it's escapism at its finest. It's lovely. I want to be there. Me too. I also like it because a lot of, chiclet romance when you get to the end it's like they've finally made up after they have the of course the the miscommunication and they've broken up well at the end of the book it's always they get back together and it's like oh and then it's over this had a little epilogue and so you get to see kind of just one mm-hmm. more step and I thought that I, I always yeah, I liked, really liked that yeah, about it I always liked it when you, you get just a little extra I like that Having now read two Christina Lauren books, I think that is a thing they do because oh, in okay. Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, they did that as well. They kind of oh, flash I forward like a little that. bit. And she, 
kind of everything nicely wrapped up. I like that. I just really like them as re- as writers. They're just awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Could you imagine being able to like just write books, like fun books with your friends? No. Like that would what be awesome. a job. What a job. Right. Can we do that? Can we just start like I'll get a Google Doc ready. Let's I think start. we might kill each other. <laughs> I don't know if we can make it. We no, can give it a go. I think it would we be fun. Be... We it should do it. We're gonna we're gonna do that, guys. Uh, what BRB. would our pen name be? <gasps> Crap! I don't know. I was gonna try to think of something witty, <laughs> <laughs> and you have no wit at all. No witticism None. available. My my wit is gone. <laughs> I have nothing. We could think of something good, though. Yes. With all of the books that we read, with all the crazy, stupid names that authors come up with, like, it has to be. I'm in the middle of a really fun YA fantasy. Oh, the names are just like, I can't even pronounce that. I know. There are too many consonants. I don't understand. I can't wait to tell you the names of the two leads in my next book that I'll talk about. But, anyways, The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Super cute, sweet, good to read when you need some a palate cleanser. You don't want to uh, read something heavy. You just read something heavy. Perfect book for you. Nice. Nice, nice. Okay, I am going to come back to one that I briefly mentioned before, but I was not finished with it. And that is If I Never Met You. And that is by Vari McFarlane. And that is British Romance. That was one that I told you to read. Yes. And it was really, really good. I'm so glad. Yes. When I had last spoke, I had only made it through the breakup scene. <laughs> so it was a bit So heavy. the best part. <laughs> right. Um, so now I've, I've finished it. And it was so, so good. I'm so uh, glad. It made me laugh. It made me cry. All the things that you want. So this one is about Laurie and Jamie. Uh, Laurie has met. She met a guy at college when they were 18 and they've been dating ever since. And so one thing I love about it is that she's an older heroine. She's 36 and they don't do that a lot in, in romance novels. Right. It's normally um, like 24, 25. Yeah. yeah. So it also, also kind of, it is, di- it is disgusting that like 36 is an older yeah. heroine. <laughs> like really don't like that, but it is true though. Yeah. Like no one is ever our age. In romances. (laughs) No. So, they've been together for 18 years. And all of a sudden, he breaks up with her. He's like, yeah, I'm done. But she's a lawyer, so she, like, is like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out what's going on. And so she digs into it. Turns out that he kind of has had this little midlife crisis type thing and has a girlfriend that is now pregnant. And they work at the same law firm. So that's fun. Always fun. Yes. And then we also have Jamie Carter, who is also a lawyer. He's really smart, but he's kind of like the office playboy. And he wants to make partner, but the partners are kind of old school. And so they don't take him very seriously. So one day, the elevator, or if you're in England, the lift, the lift breaks down. And Jamie and Laurie get stuck on it together. And they hatch a plan to fake a relationship so that 
Laurie will give him the credibility and stability he needs for the partners, and she can get back at her ex and, you know, kind of stop the the poor Laurie rumors going around in the office or whatever. And so they start faking a relationship. And then... Dun, dun, dun. And then they fall in love. <gasps> oh, my God. I didn't see it coming. I know. But then things happen. So, you know, there's a thing. And then there's do they make thing. up or nothing? My goodness. The also, stress. she is mixed. And so they talk about race. And I love that. Cool. And I her had mom, no idea. Yes. And her mom is a hippie, so that's super fun, too. <laughs> her mom is just kind of like... <laughs> Have you noticed in a lot of the British romance that we've loved or that we've read and loved recently, there's always, like, this super eccentric, hippie, like, crazy, yes. weird person that's yes. awesome. Yeah. Like Gigi from Get a Life, loved Chloe Brown. Gigi. I've taken that on as my moniker with the dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Well, I wasn't going to be grandma and, and my stepdaughter is mom to the dogs. So I was not grandma. So I picked Gigi. I'm eccentric. It's fine. It works. Sure. Tavia. Sure. But well, it was really, really fun watching them fake the romance and then watching them kind of fall in love and, is he in do love you with me? Get, isn't he? You, is this just one person's perspective or do you get both perspectives? It is just one person's perspective, okay. but it's really well done. So you kind of know what's happening. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I saw your it. Goodreads rating and I was just like, yes! yes. It was really good. I love British so romance. Fun. Yes. And I love that they're bringing like more characters in, like, you know, a person of color, and they talk about that. Mm -hmm. And it was just really great. Yeah. Awesome. Really good, tough. Good, tough. Good, tough. Cool. English Mm -hmm. words. Yes. Okay. My next one is one that I have been excited about since I first saw it. I requested it from the library, and of course, it had a hella long hold list Mm -hmm. or hold line. But I finally got it, and this is Beach Read by Emily Henry. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. Love, love, loved it. This I'm dying to read one. it. Fantastic. You absolutely should. So this follows, listen to these names. Augustus, not so bad, and January. Okay, that's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's like. People are named May and April. Sure. It's still a little a little different. Also, January Jones is an actress. I know. And she's the only January I have ever known of, except for this January in this book. So, um, January has inherited a house on a lake. No one has ever left me a house. And I'm really I'm starting it's to think that it's rude. rude. Yes. It's very rude that no one has given me a lake house. But anyways, so she's inherited uh, this house and it is not a good situation. Things are very messed up in her personal life right now. And so she has to go to it and clean it out and get it ready to sell. However, she is also an author and she is very behind like hasn't even typed one word on her 
book that is due to her publisher in a couple of months. Oh, wow. Like, super behind on her current book that she has to write. She ends up uh, at this beach slash lake house next to a guy that she went to college with who became this super literary, uh, he's so much better than you author. And so they kind of meet up and end up kind of striking a deal where he is going to write a romance and she is going to come along with him and learn how he is currently researching his book about um, a person that got into a cult. And and so uh, they kind of strike this nice friendship. So they, they go and they work, they'll do research together. She is taking him on meet cute activities. And so it's like, they go to a carnival for hers and then they go and see where this cult, uh, what's, what's it when you like build a little town for a cult. settlement village. Yes. yes. Commune? They go, we're going to go with commune. Thank you. Um, so they, he takes her to the commune where the cult was that burned down. And so it's like, she's going to fun and happy things. And he's like, let's go see death. So, that sounds fun. Not my idea of a date, but somebody. I would go. <laughs> I'm sure you would. But anyways, like, they just have this really sweet friendship. Meanwhile, January is dealing with some awful things in her, in her personal life that she doesn't even know how to work through it. And it's just the perfect time for them to be in each other's lives. And it's just so good. I loved it so, so much. It made me laugh. It made me cry. It was just wonderful. I loved it so much. That's awesome. Now, was it a romance book? It was. It was a romance. But it was like a slow build. It was, um, and it was a lot of. Uh, Augustus and January kind of dealing with things in their lives. So it had a romance, but that that was just a surface issue. There was so right. much more beneath the surface. It was so good. And that's awesome. my kind of romance. I like romance. It's sweet, mm-hmm. but I want something extra in there too. Yeah. And absolutely. so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad I read it. Awesome. I really have been dying to read it myself, but you, you called should. dips on it first. It's fine. You can read it next. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read the book if I, if I must. Fine. <laughs> okay. My next book is kind of came out of nowhere. And I had literally never heard of it. But I'm very excited about it. And this is called Discord's Apple. That is by Carrie Vaughn. And my grandma gave me this book. Oh, grandma book. I know. I love it. We have been exchanging books and I just really love it. She's a That is a, so precious. Yeah, she's a, a big reader as well. And so we have little chats and talk about books that we've read. And the next one she gave me, I'm dying to read as well. It's called Jane Austen Ruined My Life. Oh, nice. Yeah. She knows you very well. I'm excited to get that. But my uncle goes to, like, estate sales, and he buys books for my grandma that are, like, just random. So he doesn't even really know anything about them. And then he brings them back to her, and she'll she'll read them or whatever. And she said this one was a little out there for her, but she thought I would love it. So she was like, this one's weird. My granddaughter will love it. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe so I cute. am weird. Maybe I am weird. Okay. Tibia, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I super loved it. This is about Evie Walker. And it's set in a a world that's like ours, but it's like police state. We're almost on the edge of World War Three. So things are really So like twenty twenty. <laughs> so like yes. now. But like you have to, you know, have papers with you at all times and there's checkpoints and, and things are tense. Negotiations are tense. So like tomorrow, um, probably. Okay. Yeah. So that's the world it's set in. And then Evie gets a call to go back home to Colorado because her dad is dying. Aww. She goes back home and she finds out that the storeroom in the basement that she was never allowed to go in is actually the storeroom for all of the magical artifacts of the world. <gasps> oh. So the walkers for as long as we can remember have been the keepers of the storeroom. Yes. And the magical things are kept there. And every so often someone will come and be like, do you have something for me? And when you are part of the storeroom, you'll know yes or no. And so, like, the fairy godmother came and got glass slippers out. Neat. And Merlin came and tried to get the sword out, the Excalibur. And she's like, no, it's not yours. You can't have it. And put it in a stone and said, come back with Arthur and he can have it. <laughs> That's awesome. And so that was fun. So there were lots of mythical creatures or mythical figures in it but the main story point is greek and hera has survived and she's trying to bring about the end of the world why not so she wants discord's apple out of the storeroom do you remember are you familiar with no this book did presume a bit of greek mythology knowledge so I don't like that. That is there. But I knew enough from what I've read to understand it. If it's it. not in Hercules, I don't know it. Hercules? The Disney movie. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> Percy Jackson. So I, that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> that's like the one that I know. So I, I knew enough to get, to get through to, you know. Mm -hmm. But apparently the start of the Trojan War was really because of Discord's Apple. Oh. A goddess was mad at not being invited to a a wedding, so she made Discord, the goddess, um, so she made this apple, and she gave it to between Athena, Aphrodite, and Hera, and they said, whoever is the fairest can claim the apple. Well, it kind of started a little war. Them bitches. I know. And so Aphrodite ends up using it to... Um, convince Paris to help her out and that's kind of the, the way that he got Helen and the whole Trojan War started. Goodness gracious. So in between Evie's story with the storeroom we flash back to the Trojan War and there is a warrior sign on and we hear his story and how he has become this character and what's happened to him throughout time. Because he comes back into the story. So it's a little tricky at times. Mm -hmm. Because there are three stories happening. There's Evie's okay. story. There's Sinon's story. And then there's also the story of the Walker family. Going backwards in time. From Evie and her dad. To how they became the keepers of the storeroom. So okay. it, it was a little tricky at times. But once you get into it. It was really, really good. 
And so Hera wants the apple. Evie's dad's dying. She's not the full owner of the storeroom yet. So she's sad about her dad. She's coming to realize there's magic in the world. She just met Merlin and Arthur. She's like, this is kind of weird. And then we have this great Greek goddess story playing out like as the main thing, which is pretty cool. That's neat. Yeah, it was really, really good. Did you already tell grandma that you loved it? I did. I talked to her last night about it. I love it. Yeah, my grandma and I used to talk books, too. Mm-hmm. We would, I would go down to visit for, like, a long weekend. And I swear to God, we would only talk at, like, dinner time. And we would read the whole time. And so we would barely speak. But we would oh. just, at the end of it, it'd be like, I was so glad I was able to come and spend time with you. And, and mm-hmm. we wouldn't even, we would do nothing but read. <laughs> That's the funny. Best. That's funny. We don't do that usually when we're together. We're together, but... I love talking books with her. I love that it's something that we have in common that we share. Love and that. I love that we're trading books now. That's so um, cute. What are you going to send her? I had sent her American Dirt, which I got as a book of the month. And then I had also bought her and sent her because I knew she wanted to read them. Uh, Searching for Sylvie Lee. Okay. And Evie Drake starts over. Okay. And then so she um, gave me... Jane Austen Ruins My Life, Discourse Apple, and a book about the Fitzgeralds and the Kennedys. Look at which you. Which is massive. Of course it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm excited to read that one. Uh, so she also cool. gave me The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. Oh, cool. Which I hadn't really heard about, but it looks kind of cool. I, whenever I saw it, I, it made me think of you. Like, it just sounded like it was right up your alley. Am I a troublesome book woman? Is that? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> but yeah so it was kind of it was definitely different and I had never heard about it before but it was really cool that's cool okay my last one I'm going to talk about is this is a hell of a title but it's what makes a marriage last 40 celebrated couples share with us the secrets to a happy life nice and this is by Marlo Thomas and her husband Phil Donahue um this, I love Marlo Thomas. I know. Uh, she's lovely. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. That's um, awesome. So it had, they had the full spectrum, every single kind of uh, relationship or, or marital relationship you could have. So she had older uh, people. She had younger people. She had Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka. But then she also had the Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife. She had um, President Jimmy Carter and Rosalind. But Rosalind? Right? Rosalind Carter? I think Rosalind Carter is... The daughter? Well, I was thinking Rosalind Carter Cash is Johnny Cash's daughter. (laughs) Okay. Uh, President Jimmy Carter and his wife. You were right! It's Mr. Rosalind Carter. Yes, I read that um, the president, the first lady's book, Octavia. <laughs> I know things about first ladies. <laughs> I just thought Rosalind Carter Cash. That's oh my Johnny gosh. Cash's daughter. There are other Rosalinds. Apparently. Anyways, so it just it had like the full gamut, and so it was really really neat. It would just be like, um, it wasn't super short, but it was. It was a little, they would sit down and just kind of talk to these couples. Sometimes it would be like inter- interview-like, 
But then sometimes it would just be like Marlo was telling you a story. So it was really neat. My favorites, they had Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yay! Love them. them. That was really neat because you got some kind of insight into their first few years as a married couple and um, before they became who they are Mm -hmm. now. Um, And then, of course, y'all know I love Neil Patrick Harris and David Burka. They're just wonderful. Uh, Who else did I love? Uh, Weirdly, I liked uh, John McEnroe and his wife, Patty. Um, you know, the tennis player, John yeah. McEnroe. Well, he and his wife, he, he and his wife, Patty, this is his second marriage. And he said something that I thought was really beautiful. He said, I don't know who made the statement, but someone once said a second marriage is a triumph of hope over experience. I mean, if the first marriage was so bad, why the hell would anyone want to do it again? And I just thought that was really sweet. Like, it's just like, yeah, no, it makes total sense to me. And I thought that was really sweet. And then um, Patty said, uh, so Marlo always asks, what would you tell a newlywed couple or a couple that is thinking about marriage? What would you tell them? And then her husband, Phil, always would ask, how do you guys navigate fights? Because Mm -hmm. everyone argues differently. Mm -hmm. And some of them would be like, um, oh, it's knockout, drag out, we yell, we scream, we slam doors, and then others are like, we take our space, and we ponder over our thoughts. Um, some, like the Carters, don't go to bed angry. Some are like, oh, yeah, we'll totally go to bed angry, because in the morning, you're totally fine. And then they interviewed George Stephanopoulos and Allie. Ugh, I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name. But Carter? they were talking, I don't think so. No, uh, there's not that many Carters. Tavia. I said Larder, the oh. actress. It's Allie Larson. Larson? But yeah, so they interviewed George Stephanopoulos. And then, Allie Wentworth. Thank you. Allie Wentworth. And they were talking about how the key to a good marriage is sex. Like, that's all. all right. um, but their her point was, how many divorced people do you see that have sex every single day? Like, and I was just like... Okay, fair. Okay. <laughs> like, it was just, everybody had, like, and then the, you have the Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife. I didn't love their chapter just because their kind of marriage was a little archaic. Like, the wife submits to the husband. Not my kind of thing. But it was really neat just kind of seeing how they dealt with his adultery. Like he had a child with someone else in the nineties or early two thousands, maybe I think it was like 2001, something like that. He had an, um, he committed adultery and fathered a child with someone. And she briefly kind of mentions how she dealt with it and things like that. She doesn't call him by his name. She calls him Reverend. Um, <laughs> All right. But then, um, Oh gosh. What's the amazing... What is wrong with your brain? I know. The amazing woman that's in um, How to Get Away with Murder. Viola Davis? Yes. They they interviewed Viola Davis and her husband. And they were really neat. Um, They didn't meet until they were a little bit older. Um, Viola Davis said that someone told her to pray for a husband being super duper specific and she did that at the, and within just a couple of months Aww. she met her husband um, 
But yeah, it was just, it was really neat seeing all these different kind of relationships. And it kind of, you know, it just kind of reiterates that, like, there's no perfect relationship. Everybody does things differently. Everybody's different, so there's no one way to do it. Yeah, like, it was just, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, That's awesome. Oh, Sting and his wife, uh, they interviewed them. And I'll, and I'll finish with this because I could probably talk about it all day. It was like the kind of research that I really, really enjoy because mm-hmm. um, I love to see the inner workings of relationships. That's really interesting mm-hmm. to me. But Sting and his wife, they're in their 60s now. And uh, she said, when we look to the future and we, and we look at our friends who are starting to get sick, I sometimes say to Sting, I love you in the in-between moments of life. And then I'll take his face in my hands and look into his eyes and think, please, God, let us be together for as long as we can possibly be. Please let us be well and have these moments forever. Mm. And like, that's love. That's (laughs) precious. And like, I just love that she said, I love you in the in-between moments of life. So not just the big anniversaries, but I love you on the Mondays Mm -hmm. too. Like, I just, I thought that was just lovely. So I just, I loved it. I kept taking screenshots of things that Aww. people kept saying. And I was just like, awesome. I love it. That but is yeah, awesome. It was, it's a giant book. Yeah. Um, like 600 pages. Nice. Um, but I love that they have pictures of every um, wedding day of all the Aww. couples. It's just, it's so It was sweet. just my anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary. We were talking this, about that the other day. Last, I feel like this past and, week. I feel like Daniel and you have been married for forever. <laughs> I know. It's really only been three years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. But, um, yeah, I just, I thought it was really sweet. And I really, really awesome. loved it. It's almost something that I would love to own just to kind of have. Yeah. I, I thought it was lovely. And Marlo Thomas is a lovely human being. She really is. She's fantastic. Uh, wonderful. And I always think of her as Rachel Green's mom. That's like, so funny. I think of her as that girl. I used to watch that on Nick at Night with my mom. It was her sitcom in the in the sixties. Oh, um, I've, I've never seen it. Oh, and that was Marlo. When she first got big. Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue. Marlo didn't uh, marry him until she was almost forty. Nice. She had decided at a very young age that she was not interested in marriage. She was not interested in anyone owning mm-hmm. her or. Um, her having to uh, compromise with anyone. She was like, nope, not interested. And then she went on Phil's TV show and fell in love. That's the way she kind of is on that girl. That's kind of really like how it was so progressive for its time because she wasn't the typical, you know, housewife type. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was kind of breaking boundaries with her, with her show. Yeah. Yeah. She said that with her first big job, she bought her own house. She bought her own china. She bought her own furniture. And she was like, I don't need a man to get this. Nice. And I was like, get it, girl. I cannot hear about china now without thinking about vampires. And I blame you. Okay. I'm not sorry. I know. I still liked the book. It was hilarious and crazy. I'm going to find you dishes with vampire teeth on them. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hysterical. But now you talk about eating, like, having fine china. I'm like, it's going to get ruined in the vampire sleep. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm going to find us something equally weird to, 
<laughs> to read for my next pick. I have a whole long list of books, and I cannot decide. Like, I sent you a big screenshot. I just, I don't know. Well, you know, this, the the Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampire Slaying was not on my radar at all. It wasn't on my list of book club picks. And then all of a sudden I said, I was like, nope, I forfeit all of these books. I want that one. <laughs> so maybe something will inspire me and yes. come along. Okay. Sounds good. Yes. It was a good month for reading. I struggled this, this month reading. I know that we've, that we've talked about it before that reading slumps are a big thing, but we've been kind of really just, it's been a rough couple of weeks. And so my reading outside of theme stuff has struggled for that. So yeah. I was glad that what I did get to read was, was a grandma book. <laughs> <laughs> That's precious. But, yeah. You know, I got to read I'm that. glad Talk that to her about you it. I'm glad. Well, I'm also glad that you and I never hit slumps at the same time. Lord help us if that ever happens. <laughs> We'd be in trouble. <laughs> I know. But yeah, so far, knock on wood, we've we've been on opposite ends of the spectrum of book yes. clubs. So yeah. that's good. We've got a fun episode planned for next week. Can I tell them what it is? Yes. Okay, we're going to talk books about space and aliens. We're going to celebrate Independence Day with Independence Day themes. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Now I'm even happier. That's so funny. You know, I've actually never seen that movie. <gasps> Does your what? It is the those. single greatest <laughs> patriotic movie of all time. It is, it is the biggest movie that makes me so proud to be American when he gives that speech. <laughs> I swear to God, Davia. That's hysterical. Davia, it's so good. Oh my God. I'm it's like to watch forever it. long though, isn't it? No. It was in the, it was like in the nineties. So movies weren't three hours long yet. It's fine. I mean, Gone with the Wind was in the thirties and it was six hours. Jesus. It was so long. That's back when they tried to do the entire movie in the book. Wait, that was backwards. They tried to put the whole book in the movie. I understood you, so that says a lot about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Well, you have to translate for me a whole lot, so (laughs) you should know what I'm saying. (laughs) So we're going to read books about aliens and or space and Tavia is going to watch Independence Day and we'll She probably we'll will back. not watch Independence Day. I can yeah, almost so guarantee oh it. But we're going to read about outside space. I have already found some wonderfully weird things. And some aliens. Yes. Very excited about this coming week. Me too. I'm going to be I just kind of thought of the theme off the spur of, like, the top of my head. And I was like, what do you think about aliens? And she and was, was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of the exclamations. Yes. Please. I was so excited. It was like, aliens for me are what mermaids were to Tavia. <laughs> and so I don't know what that says about us. Before. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm very excited. Awesome. I'm excited as well. But yes. So stay tuned for that. Let us know it, what books you guys love that feature space and aliens. And we'll see if we can fit them in. Absolutely. We should do like a whole episode on like suggested. Oh, that would, that would be, be fun. fun. Oh my gosh. What if 
Chris and Daniel tried to give us suggestions. Daniel would make us read something terribly boring and something that he says is going to be so sad and isn't even that sad. I'm talking to you, Daniel, with your love in the time of cholera. I just thought of that. I mean, I don't understand. People go on and on about this book, guys, but I thought it was just really sad. Like, I mean, not in like, like a pitiful sad, in a yeah. pitiful yeah kind of way. Like, muffin, do just better. <laughs> God, yeah, no, thank you. Um, but yeah, Daniel will have seen some sort of documentary or movie and figured out that it's a book. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I'll, I read a lot of things. I do take a lot of his suggestions, by the way, and I've enjoyed a lot of them. Oh, that uh, reminds me. Go to the the website, our website, the blog, and look <laughs> look up. The go episode. to the website. Go to the internets and look up our website episode. dot. The point of the story is go research machine gun preacher and donate. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to remind everyone to, to you know. I did find him on the interwebs and list his website on our website. <laughs> we were talking at work the other day on our little chat about ages. And this one girl says, I am younger than the internet. And I said, vomit. <laughs> I, um, at my old job at the bookstore, I had a kid say, I've actually never watched live television before with commercials. And oh. that made me want to jump off a bridge. Yeah. So I yeah. understand. Yeah. I said, I remember when the internet went, yes. If mom picked up the phone, it was like, my parents got me my own phone line because it became such a problem. Oh, I did not have my own line. Both phone lines. I would talk on the phone and then I would be on the computer. Oh my God. So it made it even worse and and nobody was having a good time but me. Oh, teenagers. Do you remember your AOL screen name? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. It was um Angel Eyes 1989. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours? Mine was Honey Girl. <laughs> there were some numbers in it, but I can't remember what they were. The yes, point. it was Angel Eyes because I have bedroom eyes. 1989. Yes. That's hysterical. <laughs> God, I haven't thought about that in forever. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that's that's funny. Hey, 12-year-old Susie. <laughs> Makes you sad that you were 12. <laughs> yeah, I was in sixth grade when I got AIM. Nice. I had We had AOL, and I had the, like, the full little running man while all the noises yep. were happening. Yep. And I got on You've chat. You got room. mail. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Uh, the early 2000s, man. It would teach you patience. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk forever. Yes, we probably will. <laughs> I don't have see a... anybody. Anymore. I know. I never see people. I have to be quarantined now. <sighs> but happy reading, everybody. Yes. I hope I... you have lovely weeks and you stay safe and healthy and make good choices. I tell that read to the dogs every time stuff. I let them outside. Yes, same. Good choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Yeah. Well, we will chat with you guys next week about some aliens. Yay! And Independence Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye.